This is Fresh Ed, a weekly podcast that makes complex ideas in educational research easily understood. I'm your host, Will Brem. Today, we look at educational privatization in Japan. My guest is the renowned Marxist scholar Makoto Ito. In our two-part conversation, Professor Ito argues that both the capitalist market and Soviet system have never produced democratic equality. In both systems, schools have been used to sort people by class. So education system is a social system to discriminate elitists. In case of Japan and the United States or capitalist societies, money can serve as such a discriminatory reproduction of elitist capitalist class. Makoto Ito teaches at Kokugakuen University and is professor emeritus at the University of Tokyo. His newest book, written in Japanese, is A Guide to Capitalist Economy, which was published in February. Makoto Ito, welcome to Fresh Ed. Well, thank you very much for your invitation. Um, it's really wonderful to sit down today in Tokyo and discuss, well, probably a whole bunch of things about education and your own life uh, and about Marxism. And, and it, it's a good time because you just told me you published a new book called A Guide to Capitalist Economy, which is published in Japanese a few months ago. So congratulations on the book. Thank you. Um, so... What I'm interested in speaking about today is, is, um, your understanding of Marxism. Uh, you are an internationally renowned Marxist scholar, um, and applying it to the field of education. How, uh-huh. how would we apply Marxist thinking to education? So, you know, I'm not really sure where to begin because Marxism is so, so big of a, you know, a yes. body of literature. Yes. Um, but perhaps we can think about the costs of education because well, the costs seem to be one of the big pieces of, of capitalism, prices right, and costs. Right, indeed. Well, uh, when we look at education cost today, it is worrying to see how it became so expensive, especially to run at university level. The data in Japan for last year uh, says that in private university, it cost in four years, in total, seven million four yen. So you can calculate. So 7.4 million yen is something like 70,000 US dollars? Right. Mm -hmm. Mm. So it cost very much uh, in private university. And in case of six years medical students, in total, it cost 27 million yen, whereas average household income in Japan is 5.3 million. So many people wouldn't be able to even afford to go to medical school no. and probably very difficult to go to private university. That's right. It is said that almost educational cost one child for medical department is almost the same as purchasing a house. So I am afraid that such an expensive educational cost cannot be afforded for every parent. The basic idea for democracy is egalitarian freedom to learn for everybody. Uh, That cost prevents 
such a basis for social democracy, isn't it? And although rate of university student, of students among the same generation, as you may know, uh, reached just over one half in 2009. Okay, so in 2009, 50% of well, the same generation went to university? Four years university. Okay. Wow. Whereas in my youth, it was below 10. At the year uh, 1954, I became a student, university student in the next year. But at 54, it was 7.9%, so less than 10%. Right. So the uh, rate of higher education at the university level became more and more broadly shared. Whereas uh, it became so expensive nowadays, the rate of increase of students among the same generation became very, very stagnant and became uh, slided down lower uh, to 49.9%, less than 50% in 2013. Okay, so it's the, the numbers of students in, enrolling in universities has slowed. Slowed. Compared to when you were a student. No, no, no. The same generation, yeah. the rate of university students became lower in several years. Oh, right. right. And is this mainly because of the cost? I guess so. <laughs> At least one reason. Hmm. And this affects in various ways. Uh, for one thing, students became so busy to earn money while their students food, so that they cannot have enough time to enjoy their college life, and I'm sorry, I'm busy today <laughs> to do some advice. <laughs> it's a common phrase for the uh, present students, and became so conscious about the career after graduation because they had to earn money for the sake of parents who paid university costs. And many students nowadays, just like in the United States, depends on student loan. And this newspaper reports that bankruptcy, personal bankruptcy, over 150,000 persons a year bankrupted now. And this bankruptcy affects naturally to their parents and sometimes to grandparents due to joint signatures. Oh my God. Guarantee. This, is, this is the students loan. that go Student bankrupt loan. because of the loans they've taken out and they're and unable pay to that. pay them um, back. It's a tragic situation. So in many cases, it affects the total society broadly. And Why do you think this happens? I mean, it's in a way, is this, is this sort of a natural consequence in capitalist systems where fees increase and where you have to take out debt. Debt, as Minsky says, is, you know, a, a main feature of capitalism. I mean, should we Indeed. not be surprised that this is happening, even if it is tragic? Mm. In my youth, when I was a student, tuition for a state university seems almost nothing. <laughs> it was so cheap. Yeah. So in student period, student friends are so various in their classes, mixture, all the mixture of society. Whereas 
in the present day, in the University of Tokyo, for example, the other statistics say that over one half of students in the University of Tokyo, you can see over 54.8% of students came from the family type uh, which belongs just under 10% of top teacher families, this class. Oh, right. So, so over half of the students come from the wealthiest families. 9.7% richest. Richest families. Families wow. can so only afford. The top 10% send 50% of the students. More than more than 50% in the percent. So there's huge inequality, inequality. in the system. The, the University of Tokyo is a major leading university in Japan to occupy career for the future, bureaucrat, business circle, and many other candidates for the future central. Could you explain that? Because the, you know this is actually slightly different than in Western universities, where the University of Tokyo holds this very you know, probably gakureki shakai. Gakureki mm. means career right. of university period. It is important to remember, and I feel unhappy to talk about that <laughs> <laughs> from Marxian point of view. But uh, the University of Tokyo actually did play a very important institution with some other universities, top universities, are important to see who uh, became dominant probability to be recruited as a candidate for the leading bureaucrats, leading business persons and of big businesses and in other many fields. So it was an elite institution. And in order to get into such elitist university, there, are, there is certainly a severe competition. And parents have to be rich to hire private teachers to, to educate their children. And, and it's not just private schooling, it's also tutoring or juku. Tutor, juku. Many costs extra is necessary. So over the lifetime of a child, you have to be able to spend millions and millions of yen yeah, yeah. to prepare him or her to get into a university like Todai. I read in Piketty's book, only top 2% is able to go to send their children to Harvard. Almost a similar phenomena is seen. To jump from that, I read some material of old Soviet. There was a elite uh, educational systems which are only allowed to a small number of elitist bureaucrats, state <laughs> bureaucrats, and party bureaucrats. It was very privileged, special course, nomenclature education system. So education system is a social system to discriminate elitists. In case of Japan and the United States or capitalist societies, Money can serve as such a discriminatory reproduction of elitist capitalist class Whereas as a probability. Union, it, was mm, it was done by a privileged political setting, which is better. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right. I mean, that's right. I mean, you know, is there better? Because the outcome is similar, right? Similar. You, you sort society yeah, yeah. In, a, in a particular way that gives certain people benefits and not others. 
It's very far from egalitarianism as you were talking about. Right, right. So egalitarianism uh, as an idea for both socialism and capitalism. But in reality, they failed both Soviet Union (laughs) United States and Japan. So when you think, I mean, that's quite a difficult contradiction. Indeed. And or ideal society, in common sense, under the name of democracy, cannot work in reality in the market, just like a political system in the Soviet Union. We tend to be told that Soviet was a privileged, uh, very undemocratic society. But why can we see democratic, egalitarian social system under market? Yeah, they, they might not. Capitalism and democracy... Yeah. are not as intertwined as maybe the common assumption is. Right, right. Because there's lots of inequality. Civil gets... revolution from the age of former British or French revolution has not been achieved in reality in the system of education. Oxbridge, Harvard, MIT, Boston, and uh, Ivy League in the United States. Mm. When you look at education in, in Japan, but as you were saying, this phenomenon is in many other parts of the world, particularly in market economies um, where inequality is increasing and education is, is a way to sort of sort society. Does Marxist economics help you understand what is going on? So the real problem is that what is the social ground to argue for democracy. Political democracy is achieved by one vote for one person. One adult person can be given one vote for election. It asks political way of expression of democracy. And in my belief, I think that economic life is in society is supported by labor or work. And economic democracy should be recognized social contribution for egalitarian people's endeavor uh, to spend certain time of his life or daytime to work for other persons or to support themselves or other persons. In usual, person in statistically tells that around 2,000 hours a year is working day, working 2,000. And I think there are about 50 million persons in Japan in working, uh, supporting our economic life, excepting certain number of wage workers, like uh, politicians and uh, bureaucrats, certain parts. Just like Adam Smith said, they are unproductive (laughs) 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 classes that not support uh, economic life to work for services and producing something for other persons socially. If we calculate 50,000 persons, 2,000 each, makes total number of hours 100 billion. Billion. Yeah, like. yeah 100 billion hours of work yeah. every Support year. Japanese society. This is a very clear image to calculate. Yeah. <laughs> And it is my fundamental view of society that our economic life is supported by that number of hours together. 
Therefore, if we can conceive that each hour is mutually estimated equally each hour, homogeneous, this is called by Marx abstract human labor, which is uh, the basis for any concrete useful labor. Marx distinguished labor in dual sense, and abstract human labor is shared uh, for different kinds of useful concrete labor. So this forms division of labor in society. If we can recognize that any person, even highly educated doctor and uh, taxi driver, is a, the same person, same human being, which have concept in their mind and utilize their internal nature to act and work according to their conception and execution is the combination to form human ability to work in any places, utilizing language in common and thinking, sharing certain ideas and can do what they intend to do, unlike any other animals who may also work, but human labor is different from other animals' metabolic actions with great nature. It is different from we share ideas, conceptions, and work according to that conception. This is human, human work. So if we recognize each other that every working hour is homogeneous, despite of educational cost difference, it is other aspect to be considered. But if we recognize in such a way, economic democracy should base upon homogeneity of social contribution of every person's work, labor. So, so for instance, like you said, the taxi driver's right. one hour of work would be equivalent to, to the doctor's one hour yes, of work or the yes, prime minister's yes, one hour yes. of work. This um, is the basic even, idea. But even the non-wage right, labor right. would be valued Housewife. the same way, yes, right? Yes. So the 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 stay-at-home mother or father yeah. would be valued for one hour and of in order to think in such a way, we have to rethink Marx's treatment of skilled labor issue. Even Marx said skilled labor may be conceived as doing five times of labor in one hour unlike the skilled, unskilled labor. I think it is not democratic way of conceptualizing abstract human labor. I would like to revise that on Marx and Marxian, almost all the Marxian economists still follow Ricardo Marx traditions to conceive intensified labor is done by certain skilled work, complex labor. Mm -hmm. It is not democratic way right. to think. It's, it's, you don't want to have different values placed on different types of labor, skilled or unskilled. They all should be equal. equal. That is the egalitarian yeah. way. Yeah. 100 billion <laughs> is the same in quality. Yeah. And, and what I wonder it's is... interesting to think in such a way. Yeah, 100 billion hours of and work. If we conceive certain cases nowadays, say, basic income idea, for example, and some cases of local currency 
uh, time data, they treat labor contribution same, the same contribution among community. It has a certain, in my belief, it is a true communal way of understanding each other. Let us recognize our time as a basis of community. It is a good way to think. It seems like it would also sort of naturally lead to people devoting less time in wage labor because a hundred billion hours of labor per year, I would imagine that's not completely, or you don't need a hundred billion hours to produce the GDP of Japan. In case, uh, if we include certain non-market labor, it might be 1.5 times of that size. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't care about that. But uh, the, the important thing is to recognize egalitarian democratic homogeneity in contributing labor activities, either market or non-market. It is important thing. It, would, it seems as if the education system as we were talking about earlier, the sorting that goes on that would be would not allow for such a yeah, egalitarian yeah. system as you were saying. It, it is because privatization of education attributes educational cost to each family or each individual. Therefore, the person who needs higher education, such as medical doctor, have to pay back, as Becker's human capital theory says as an investment. It is a type of thinking which uh, or seem very natural when we live in the individualistic private market economy. Mm. Whereas in old period, the educational system could be more public, communal, common goods, as you suggest here. And uh, any children who uh, may come from the poorer family can receive that education free if uh, educational system is supported by common funds. In that case, we do not care about educational costs be paid back later by their wages, higher wages. We can still reproduce necessary types of educated trained persons for each necessary works. And to think, you know, to, 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 in a sense, to think beyond human capital theory, to not view education as uh, a future rate of return on mm. my individual wage, yes. but rather, as you're saying, see it more communally. I, I mean, it, to me, it sounds like that will take a huge shift in sort of imagination of everyday people. Sure. Because I think the, the person who's spending 7.4 million yen to go to university mm. is expecting that he or she will re- get a return get on investment back. that is mm. quite high. And the student loan expects that too. Mm. That is a privatization of education for individual. But actually, uh, planet economy in Soviet system Higher education were also very cheap or free to produce most numerous number of higher educated technicians were produced in Soviet. And in such an educational system, public way, in that case, why should we pay 
higher wages to that doctor or to that engineer. We do not need to paying system such a discriminatory way. So probably in Soviet, grading of labor was done, but this grading could be much reduced gaps and in connect, unconnected to educational costs, real costs, you see. Mm-hmm. So that sort of system is conceivable. If educational costs can be socialized, educational system could be more democratic and probably social mobility could be elevated much more. As a result, it might be really, if ideally, it might be more activated society and mobility across various families to contribute in the suitable places or according to children's aspiration could be achieved. Are you hopeful that in the future we will see a transition in society away from this privatization of education that has expanded exponentially under neoliberalism? Do you see or are you hopeful that that we will actually shift in Japan and in America and in other places around the world away from that private notion of and value of education? At least my generation experienced such a cheap educational cost for educational level. We used to think university tuitions almost does not cost. <laughs> At that time, National University of uh, Japanese educational system served as a sort of recruiting system for different type classes of societies, which meant a sort of mobility of society was much greater than nowadays. It is my impression. And uh, I think it might be more desirable for social future. And uh, Well, uh, educational costs bothered me for another reason too, which is reducing children. United States still has growing number of population, but Japan is declining population, and many other advanced capitalist countries began to see the similar trend for smaller children, aged society. It's very bad to see for the future of educational system to maintain and uh, social activity, aspiration, new ideas would be expected lesser degrees due to smaller number of children may make society very, very conservative, aren't they? All the sociologists say Second and third child is more, in a sense, non-conservative. Progressive. Progressive, (laughs) if you say. (laughs) Or act more ambitiously for ideas, new ideas, than first children. (laughs) It is because mothers and fathers protect first child (laughs) more carefully. (laughs) <laughs> the second and third are not cared about. <laughs> I'm, I am the second child. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you, I understand why you came to Japan. <laughs> More freedom, I guess. Freedom. <laughs> 
Yeah, my brother has much more. I mean, my parents are probably listening to this conversation. Well. I mean, they were very good parents. I mean, that's not that's not an issue. You have to say that. <laughs> you put me in a difficult position. <laughs> I'm I'm the third child. Ah, that my, says a lot. My elder brother mm. had to take care of my parents. He's he's very good, and <laughs> I feel a bit embarrassing not to take care of my parents and got, got free. Right. How do you do? And is that what brought you into the academy? Right. You felt like you had more freedom? And freedom. You, I mean, you also joined some of the student protests in the well, 1970s. Sometimes, yes, but uh, not very much. Not so much, um, right. But I, I was attracted to Marxism uh, just for uh, intellectual aspects. Uh, it was so, it seems too heavy problems to think. And I used to think everything quickly, but uh, when I encountered Marxist capital, it was heavy, deep, not easy to understand. It is quite a shock to me. And uh, how to understand those heavy, deep thinking was an uh, interesting experience. But the first time in my life to encounter such a theoretical system containing so deep world. So it was a very intellectual pursuit for yes, you. Yes, uh, I began to read Marxist Capital in what you say, the first year of university. Freshman year. Freshman. Uh, among my class, classroom, friend uh, invited me to join the reading group in our university class. Makoto Ito, thank you so much for joining. Wow, it's my pleasure. It really was my pleasure. I really enjoyed talking today. Stay tuned next week for the second half of my conversation with Makoto Ito, where we discuss his biography and ideas on Marxism in more depth. Makoto Ito is Professor Emeritus at the University of Tokyo. His newest book is entitled A Guide to the Capitalist Economy. Please note that opinions expressed on Fresh Ed are solely those of the host or the guest interviewed. If you've liked what you've heard today, please rate us on iTunes. It really does help. Fresh Ed is made possible through listener donations. Please consider becoming a member of Fresh Ed by visiting freshedpodcast.com support. Fresh Ed's producers are Sherry Yang, Yuval Devere, Hong Zong, and Lushik Waba. Aggie Hu is Fresh Ed's social media coordinator, and original music for Fresh Ed was created by Digital Primate. Thanks for listening. I'm Will Brem, and I'll be back next week.